Well, guys, welcome to Nick and Nick, the Insurance Dude Podcast, Episode Eight. Whew, can't believe I'm saying that. I am Nick Overby, joined as always by my fearless co-host Nick Gardner, or as he's better yet known, Nick from State Farm. What's up, brother? State Farm. What's up, man? How are you? Blessed and highly favored, bro. Honestly, nice. yeah. Like it. it is uh, the I mentioned earlier to you today. We had our regionals come in, and that was super cool. We had a you know big pump up meeting like what we do every Friday, but today was cool because. Some people hit some milestones, myself included, and that was really cool to get recognized for that. And, uh, you know, just know that I'm doing above average things to become above average person. Okay, so let's not glaze over a milestone. What was a milestone? Uh, so the first 13 weeks that you're, that you're a writing agent, you know, ideally you'd like to hit a specific AV and issued AV, and so that number is 100,000. So in 12 weeks, I issued 117. So total is like right at 120 after my 13 weeks. So yeah, feel pretty good. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Dude, so it's awesome. So yeah, I mean, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I mean, that is that, is that standard? I mean, that's obviously your goal. And if you're hitting and hitting and exceeding a goal, you're crushing. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. It was super cool, man. Um, as far as average goes, you know, I, because our, a lot of our agents are so new, it's kind of a loaded question, yes and no, but um, I do know that I did what I needed to do to hit the, my personal goal. Uh, that was, you know, that was kind of the whole idea. Oh, by the way, we're live on Facebook through my personal uh, Facebook here. So just in case anybody's wondering, <laughs> yeah, um, I think this will be a cool idea. You know, something as you and I continue to evolve in this podcast and add new little things, doing live um, streams. Uh, audio and video is going to be key for our success and just getting people engaged and getting people to, you know, listen to us. Yeah. I like it. But yeah, man, um, I will attribute a lot of the things that you have taught me over the past, what, you know, 10 weeks since we've started doing this really, I guess 15 weeks since I started uh, as in this agency and, you know, something specific, you talked about this a couple of weeks ago was the follow-up game and you know, how are you not only following up, but how are you creating referrals from your follow-up? You said something about, I don't remember if it was on or off air, but you had said about asking for referrals, not just asking for the deal and how you're going about it and little tweaks and tactics. Like, you know, every time I get off the phone, I have a series of things that I do now, right? One is write me a review. And the second one is always, always, do you know of anybody within your small circle of friends that could benefit from the service that I provided for you? And if so, send them a text, send them my way and I'll get you a referral fee. People love free money. So it's yeah, that specific tactic has helped me out immensely. And uh, nice. I owe that to you. So I got to send you some virtual beers or something. Virtual beers. Right. Yeah, I like I it. That's awesome to hear. Um, the one, th- you know, you can go, kind of one of two ways with it. Like obviously, you know, asking, do they know anyone? What I found is if you, if you put the pressure on them to like, you know, reach out and send your people my way, probably less effective than if you can get their info right from them and let them know, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be reaching out. If you wouldn't mind, if you wouldn't mind, maybe send them a text and just let them know I've given them your info. That way, when I reach out, that they'll, they'll know who I am and why I'm calling. Um, two, and I think we started down this road, but we had to cut it, we, we cut short. Um, the, the second part of that referral piece is kind of like that, when they do the pay it forward and the fast food line, it's keeping it going. And so, hey, 
I'm sitting in front of Sally. I got your info from your cousin, Karen. And so what's wild is, and if you can explain like four, four layers removed. So Sally, I'm sitting in front of you today because you know, Karen, right? Karen's your cousin. Okay, cool. So check it out. Karen gets her car detailed over at Jeremy's shop. Karen knows Jeremy from that way. So I actually knew Nick from Jeremy, who he gets his truck detailed with as well. So I just want to keep this thing going. And as you can see, like, this is the way that, that small business and this is the way that businesses thrive. It's that, that, that word of mouth, right? Referral. Mm -hmm. So do you know anyone that I can keep this thing going? And so if you kind of at the front, let them know, Hey, I, I've, I've, I've come to you for, and here's like the three different people that how I got here. And so you're a part of my journey and Hey, would you mind helping me continue my journey? Which is, do you know three people that I can go forward and, and meet that you might know? Um, that's kind of the, the, the other piece to it is like, planning to see in the beginning that you came as a referral and setting that expectation that while we're doing what we're doing in the back of your mind, be thinking if you know of anyone in your circle that, you know, I could benefit that could benefit from it. And then at the end, when you close them, your close is asking for the business, the referral. And for us, it's setting that follow-up appointment. That's all in the close for us. We're transitioning from closing for the business and then coming later and saying, by the way, can we get some referrals? By the way, can we set an onboarding? So we're, we're trying to close and that, that whole close is like you were saying, that checklist, that's all part of one asking for the business. You yeah. get all that done at the same time versus selling the business and then selling the referrals and then selling the, for us, the onboarding appointment. But man, it's awesome to hear though that, um, that it's working out for you. I mean. <laughs> There's so many different ways to do this. You can try and recreate the wheel man, but like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, leads are leads. You just need names and numbers and call them. You know, don't tell yeah. me where they're from. Third place, you're fired. You know? <laughs> Second place is a set of awesome steak knives and the first is a Cadillac. <laughs> yes. you, you said something that resonated with me and two things really. So I do policy review calls for a couple of reasons. And one of them is to your point is to ask for more business, right? And, you know, at the end of the day, being the resource, being the, the first thought that comes to their mind when it comes to, for me, health coverage, for you, auto life. And, and what I see a lot of newer agents and maybe not, maybe not just agents, but people in sales is they don't ask for the business. And maybe it's, they don't, feel that they have the right to because somebody just purchased something from them or they're just not ready to do that. But I can, you know, and I know you can say this asking for the business, asking for the close and, you know, not saying, Hey, so, you know, can we, you know, I want to close this deal. Do you want to do it with me? But doing it the right way makes a huge impact. And, you know, if you like me and yourself have the ability to conversate and relate and build rapport, it's not a bad thing. And I, and I love how you talked about, when you do that series of follow-ups and you set those meetings and yes, and not to be, not to, not to look at this in a negative way, but I'm doing this because I'm helping you and I want you to help me. And that's to your point, that's how small businesses run. That's how this economy runs. And ultimately that's how we feed our families. Yeah. Now, you know, everyone is attracted to the salesperson. Well, let me say this a different way. People that are, that are people, people, they can talk to people, mm -hmm. right? 
they're drawn towards sales and sales attracts those people that, that have the gift of gab. Okay. So a small percentage of people have that ability to literally pick up and talk to anybody anywhere at any time. If you're right. lucky and blessed enough to have that, my uncle, Robert, he, um, always tells me and reminds me how blessed it runs in our family. Like for my great grandfather who had a car lot for like 60 years in downtown Dallas. What happened to Brittany then? She didn't catch it. <laughs> she got the brains. She's oh, the okay. smart one. She's That's the fair. one like going to college and doing like the, um, RN, um, nurse practitioner thing. She likes the acronym to her name, um, in school. Apparently she loves school, but, um, no, it's like all the males in my family, they, we all have this gift and ability to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to be able to talk to people and sales is talking to people, but it's like a two part. It's like part A is talking to people. Part B, you gotta be a closer, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta close. It's one thing to talk to people. And I feel like probably early on salespeople, um, especially if you just got licensed and you've just learned all this information, you just talk and talk and talk, mm-hmm. and talk yourself out of the sale, which yeah. is why I, I train, you know, Ethan, Hey, if you, if you pitch, if you, you know, roll out your quote and you let them know all the coverages, you ask them how it sounds and they don't give you an objection. They say, yeah, sounds great. Yeah. Close. Right. Why would you talk anymore? They haven't, they haven't given you any objection. Right. Close. <laughs> well, I hear it all the time where it's like, I ask the question, okay, so it sounds like to me, I've answered everything for you guys and y'all sound pretty comfortable. Is that fair to say? And they're like, well, yeah. Okay. So why don't we go ahead and you know, go ahead and fire up the application process. See if we can get you guys approved for this bad boy and go from there. And, you know, I think I was downstairs talking to a, a girl that works here, Kaylin, and she's awesome, man. She's truly like had this transformation of getting out of her shell and just crushing it. And, you know, we were talking about delivering bad news sometimes and you have to do that in our business. And I was like, take yourself out of it, just remove yourself. And I think oftentimes to your point, because we're so excited as new agents or people who have the license and we know we can drive, we tend to think that they need to understand everything the way we do. And to your point, man, you end up talking yourself out of more sales and one of the things that I've been trying to work on here and David Stoner, <laughs> he always gives me crap. He sits next to me and he, his chirp on me all the time is reduce your call time, right? Reduce the call time. It doesn't need to be 35, 40 minutes. It can be 20 minutes, 25 minutes. BS. Do what? I call BS. Okay. I'd love to hear this because I agree with you. I agree with you. And if David's watching now, if he's not either way, I'm going to tell him this later, but I believe that the best type of sale comes through conversation. And that's where not only are not, not just from a, you know, one-time sale, I'm talking lifelong sales. Like that's what we're in this for, at least for me. And I know you are too. Mm-hmm. And I just, I see that obviously having a three hour conversation with somebody might be a little excessive. However, if it leads to a $20,000 policy, then it's not that excessive. <laughs> then it wasn't that you just made $10,000 an hour or whatever. <laughs> whatever um, it was. Yeah. So what's interesting is, you know, we're talking about this on an individual level and now what's the next level would be like when you've got an agency. So Ethan is a hunter. So he's hired, he's a hunter, right? He has the ability to talk to people and he's also shown that he can close. Now, sometimes when you're looking to put players on your team, for example, Kathy, she's my hybrid. So she does half the day she'll do service and and focus on like the billing and the in-book service type, you know, things that come up Mm -hmm. tasks. And then the rest of the day she fills in with um, 
more inbound sales. So people that'll reach out to us. She's not a hunter, right? She's, she's not a hunter. So she's not the one that's going to go and aggressively get and drum up business, right? Like we can work on asking for referrals, but more so that, that high drive, like Ethan, dude, he found a list, like this box that had like a hundred, like 200 something quote sheets filled out. They were from like three years ago when I very first opened, I had a girl work them and then they just sat in a box dormant. He's been getting like seven to nine quotes a day from what? these dormant lead sheets that are from like four years ago. He's just calling and saying, Hey, Ethan from state farm, Duanaga, man, we've coded you in the past and you know, I've got all your info here. I mean, would you mind doing this again? They're like, yeah, why not? I'll give you a quote. Yeah, sure. Give me a quote. <laughs> and so he's, he's that aggressive going out and making that happen. Kathy won't, won't do that. She has the ability to talk to people, but in a different way, but literally do from day one. And she was afraid to, that she, her and I are both a little nervous putting her into this role, but from day one, she's always been a closer. She is a closer. And so it's funny how we were talking about salespeople that can talk to people, but especially starting out, they can't close. They'll talk, 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 and won't close. Mm -hmm. And literally from day one, Kathy has been a, like, like, bam, like just closing them. And so I once I figured out, once I figured out like, okay, so instead of relying upon her to go and get the business, what I have to do for her is I have to drive business to her. So as it's like just being here, being one of two State Farm agents in our town, people are going to Google State Farm through SEO, SEM. I'm going to put us in front ahead of, you know, in, in the top of the searches. So that keeps her fed, you know, and then that's awesome. Through, through talking to people through service and whatnot, she kind of gets pivots. But yeah, so it's interesting to see like, you know, different players on the team, different strengths that people have mm -hmm. and then, you know, trying to and work to those. Um, but also knowing and understanding, you know, if you are an agency owner, that just because you hire someone, you think that you hired them for this role, figure out where they work and adapt, you know, yep. the, the, the world that we live in, I mean, from promotion to promotion that we chase to different players that you bring onto the team. I mean, you're, at, you're, you're all the time chasing different targets and the dynamic of the team is constantly changing, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, dude, there's 27, 28 of us in this office. There's a lot of dynamic, dude. That, that's in, like, dude, if I, I should say not if, but when, when there is a day that I've got 27 agents yep. working for me as a, as, as doing like what in this capacity. Wow. I mean, I mean, that's it's crazy to think about. We'll get there one day though. There's agents that are doing it, you know, oh, yeah. you can do it. Dude, you're, you're right on your way. In fact, it's funny. Um, I was in conversation with somebody yesterday. Uh, her husband works for state farm here in um, Dallas and I have a call with her at five o'clock today just to kind of chat Ooh. and get some ideas and, you know, feedback. I, I love being able to conversate with people that are not only like minded, but in the same business cause you get to play off a lot. But anyways, um, I'm excited to see, cause I know he works in a big agency too. And I mean, obviously the size of where I live versus where you live is a little bit different. So it makes more sense, but man, it's, it is truly interesting to see. I know that you have a smaller agency and so you guys are very close knit and it's to scale the same thing here. You know, we mm -hmm. 
especially when you spend as much time with these people as, as you would do. And as I do, you know, this becomes your family. And so you, you tend to see things and learn things and pick things up from different people. And it's, man, it is, uh, it's interesting, but it's a lot of fun, dude. I truly I'd say living here from, from seeing successful state farm agents, um, and there and, and listening to them talk and then being privy to kind of the, not behind the scenes, but more from an employee's perspective of what y'all have going on at the healthy insurance dude with Perry. Um, it comes down to culture and um, the, the successful growth and scaling of a business. How do you, how do you still keep the same culture and with more people? Because that means there's more, there's more chances that things can kind of go sideways, mm -hmm. but having that, those strong core values, having that strong culture and seeing like the way that, you know, that y'all's office operates. Um, I'll say this, this is awesome. Perry's never standing in front of a picture. He's always in the very back and his team is in front of him. Yes. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've ever noticed that, oh, but yeah. that I, I picked up on that. Like I saw like two pictures and I always look for him. And what's funny is there's a dude that like dresses to the nines. It looks like he's from London and he's always sitting up front with like the three piece. He wears oh, a three piece. Taylor, the, the ball yes. guy. Yeah. That's Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you first look at the picture, you would kind of think that like it he was, was the, him yep. and the people are around it. And, but then if like you actually know Perry and you look like he's like, it's all about the team. The team is what makes you who you are. And they're the ones that really get the credit. They're the ones out front, right? They're the ones representing you. And I've noticed that. I, and when y'all post group photos, I always look for him. And before I knew who he was, I was, I was like, oh, that guy, that's like baller, that guy right there. And then he's always like half his head is like shown. Like he's always in the back like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, there, there's, there's a takeaway there. There's a yeah. takeaway there. Um, but it's just been interesting to see like how y'all operate and you know, having such a big office, but then also still having a great culture. And I think that yep. it, it could be directly, the growth can be attributed to that for sure. No, you, I mean, I would say more than a tribute. It is the reason, I mean, we talk about this weekly and, you know, first thing you, you, you mentioned was growing a culture. You have to hire the right people first and foremost, mm -hmm. you know, and it's about being truthful and honest and not being misleading and saying, this is what we expect. And this is how we run our office. And, you know, I, I really, Perry has a great way of interviewing people and it, it's concise to the point. And for lack of a better term, weeds the bullshit out, you know, it weeds the people out that don't want to be here and that, you know, yeah. see the, the allure of, you know, what you can do financially and, you know, where you can be from a time freedom standpoint. And then they realize that that's, you know, they, it's not for them. Um, but, you know, you, you said something about his leadership and, you know, how he puts the team first. He, we always talk about this and he's the biggest proponent that, you know, there's a lot of ways to make money in life, but there's a couple of ways that are guaranteed and building a large sales team is one of those ways of getting there. And you have to not only lead by example, but you also have to be able to um, set forth a style of, uh, of work ethic and, and just here, let me put it this way. You, we've said this before. I, I never asked somebody to do something I wouldn't be willing to do myself. Right. That I think is the biggest, in my opinion, the biggest leadership trait that leads to successful leaders. Because, you know, you learn this in the cruise business. You learn this before that. I learned this in the restaurant business before, and before that, that, you know, if you're not willing to get in the trenches, A, you're not going to gain the respect of your other, your, you know, your fellow workers, but B, you just don't know what the fuck you're doing. 
<laughs> right. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like, why would I go try and tailor a suit? I've never done that before. And nobody's going to expect me to do it, but I can go sell some insurance and people trust me to do that. Yeah. So that's, I like that you noticed that, man. I'm going to mention that to him when we're, when we're done here. I think he's going to, he'll like to hear that, man. He's, you know, he Has is, he ever said that, have you, did you pick up on that? What, on the way he does his pictures? Well, I've, I've seen it. There was a couple of pictures that I noticed um, he did like right when this office first opened and he had always been in the back and Derek is the same way. The guy you met when that one day or Chet Manley, um, but they're both, the, yeah, they're, they're the same way. Uh, and they're, when it comes to, you know, they want the, they want and deserve the notoriety, but they also don't beg for it and they earn it, right. you know? And so right. they, they also know that without this team running the machine they've built, the machine would inevitably break down and then not be effective. And so it's, I can't imagine, you know, seeing what he's come through and, and where he is now what what goes through his mind and putting this stuff forward because it's I mean there's a lot of stuff that goes on and being able to keep that composure is is pretty I intense. Think, I think you could call that a nuance that like that's like something that someone does like that. And if you look at successful people, like they all have their own little things that they do. It's attention to detail. Yep. It's just little things. And that's like this week I, I've been working with Ethan on a couple of things. And here we're about to crush our final uh, goal for the year, which is sit and travel. Um, once we close that out, yeah, I told buddy. the team um, we'll take December and really kind of work on the business a little bit. And now going into 2021, you know, it's always a good time to, all right, where are we at? Regroup. What's our goal for next year? And work a couple things out on the business and set it in it. Um, and one of those is with our kind of with our drip marketing where if we get a lead in and we don't quote them instead of them just going to this dormant, like bone pile <laughs> that just dormant people sit in, we're getting their, um, X date, which is every time their policy renews, we're mm -hmm. plugging that in, we're plugging in their current premium, our quoted premium. And then we're starting a mail drip campaign. We're Absolutely. like, we're going to, we're going to thank them. We're going to send them a postcard and thank them yep. for letting us quote them. And then in like 40, like 45 days, we're going to be like, Hey, we just quoted you. We're thinking about you and we're about to be thinking about you again. And then 30 days before their renewal date, we hit them with a piece of mail. And then that's when we schedule a phone call because that's when they get their renewal from their current company. So eventually everyone that we quote gets put into this machine and it's just on this automatic. Yeah. So no matter what, eventually we're going to keep doing that until we write their business or they say, quit freaking call me. And at that point, okay, whatever. Yeah. But until then we're going to hit you every time. And so, you know, so we, man, there's so many pieces of this puzzle. Um, You're absolutely right. <laughs> but, but what's cool is once you get, you can get to a point where you can really start to fine tune and just doing little extra things like that, staying in front of people, um, or just the way that you're asking for referrals and really, you know, making sure you have a robust referral program, um, it'll take you to the next level. It's the difference in writing 100 and 150 apps a month, right? It's how we went from going from 50 to 100. Now, how do you go from 100 to 150? Well, without just adding people, you get better as a team. You know, mm -hmm. you work on it and develop it. Um, but those, those little things like that, and I'm always looking for people who are wildly successful, much more successful than I am. Um, I felt like I felt 
feel like I've fallen backwards into a lot of this stuff. I mean, it's t- it takes hard work, right? But um, I always look at what people that are killing it do. And I always just look for a little, not only like what they say, but their actions. You know, I yeah. think that, that, that resonates is like, you can talk that you're about the team, but like, how do, are you handling your team? And I've always noticed you stand in the back because the team is important. Put them out front. But yeah, I like that. Man, I, he's going to, I think he's going to be flattered when he, uh, when he hears that because it's the absolute truth and he'll be the first person to tell you. And, and I know Jamie, his wife will echo the same exact thing that, this isn't possible if we weren't here, you know, I mean, yeah. what, what we do now, I'm looking at the board and, you know, we literally had, I think I told you last week, almost 500 appointments. And here's crazy. the crazy thing is that Perry and Jamie were actually out with COVID and still being able to run that machine successfully having some of our best. I mean, do we did almost 700 grand last week. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And being able to do, and being able to do that without them and um, is what he's aiming for because ultimately, you know, he wants this to grow, right? We, Right. We have a good portion of the fourth floor. We want to have the whole fourth floor, you know, so it's, it's just the way it goes, man. I mean, you're but, growing or you're dying. Ain't that the truth, bro? Look, stay growing. Keep and, growing. Here's, I, and we've said this before. I stick by this. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah. And you know, that's one of the true blessings about being in this office. Cause is, you know, if one person's having a bad day, like two Fridays ago, going downstairs and seeing Raya just breaking down, you know, I hadn't gone down there who knows what would have happened you know and and she could have done the same thing for me and it's just it's awesome man it's uh it's culture it's about being about people man it's doing the right fucking thing treating people right and not being an asshole <laughs> i mean it, 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 it you would think that it would be easier but it's really Isn't not that the only rule in our group don't be an asshole i think so or no don't be a jerk i think is what i did but either oh, yeah. way i mean yeah, guys, don't be a fucking asshole. I'm looking at my phone. Don't be an asshole. Like, if you get on our group, we love the content. We love the comments. We haven't had anybody be a jerk or an asshole yet, so we're you no, know, probably- yeah, we haven't been plagued by the um the the political jargon or the the random sales or Ray Ban. Yep. I love you can tell when someone got hacked. They're selling Ray Ban glasses for ninety. Oh god, dude. Oh hey, real quick, I do have to uh, give a quick shout out. I don't have his, I only have his YouTube subscriber name, but Sir Francis, he's uh, been engaged with every one of our videos. He's commented on almost every one of our videos. And um, I know it was Macy, was her name? I, I don't know, Macy Thomas? Macy Jones, maybe. Yeah. Macy Jones. She works at a, uh, she's a team member in a state farm agent's office. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that, but I also had to give her a shout out because she did leave some nice, nice words for us and everybody else has gone and, you know, spent any part of time or their time or their day and giving it to us, man, that I am grateful for that. Thank you. That means the world to me. That for me, that's, I mean, from the agency standpoint, developing team members and watching them grow into what they want to be. And, you know, having people listen, they're, you know, having bad days and they're like, you know, I'll kick your, kick your uh, podcast on Spotify, listen to it and then went and just attacked it. And they're like, yeah, my day turned around. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. That's like the coolest thing ever. Right. Or hey. when you get people that are like, you know, we talked a little bit on uh, Facebook. She was like, you know, what, what, what would you recommend here? Like, you know, I mean, you've asked me some questions, like, how would you handle this? And I mean, I don't have all the answers, but I've got some experience and I'm willing to share, you know, what's worked for me. Exactly. Um, but then whenever people actually like take your advice, they're not an asshole, you know, where they, they ask you for your advice, but don't use it. Yeah. Or uh, argue with you about it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Never had that happen ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when it actually works out, it's like, man, that's really cool. I'll do that some more. I'll do that again. It is um, super cool, man. I love it. Yeah. Um, hey, so look, we're running um, uh, almost 30 minutes here. I know we've Ooh. all got uh, big things to do. I've got to get back to uh, setting appointments for old Perry Lunsford here and make sure the office is eaten. Um, yep. But I know you had mentioned you wanted to uh, kind of set a precedent or set some expectations for going into 2021 and what we're going to be doing. So I'm going to let you talk about that for a minute. And then yeah. Cool close it out totally put me on the spot 2021 yeah, yeah. what do you absolutely. want to talk about absolutely no i mean like the so we're gonna we're gonna break this into the second season of the podcast and we're gonna do some new things and so we'll finish out 2020 with season one and then uh, that first week of january we'll pop out season two episode one and it's uh we've got some cool things in the works and i'm excited uh also nick mentioned that we are on spotify you guys get a chance, go check that out. Uh, we will be on iTunes here within the next couple of days, just waiting on that approval process because that uh, yep. iTunes sometimes takes a little while. Um, but either way, it'll be on the Apple podcast. Super excited to give you guys an opportunity to, while you're driving in your car, working out, whatever you may be uh, doing at the time to you know be able to tune in and not just have the whole the video interaction because we know that um, not everybody has 35 minutes to sit down and watch a YouTube video. So, Well, I was going to say as well, um, hoping to get it locked in by Thanksgiving so that if um, y'all happen to be sitting around Thanksgiving and not a lot yep. going on right before the Cowboys start, you could fire up Nick and Nick on iTunes, you know, just that's right. That's right, brother. I love it, man. Anyone, turn, anyone turns us on at Thanksgiving. Come on now. <laughs> um, I mean, you never know. We could be popping in Indonesia again for all we right. know. They don't celebrate Thanksgiving, so they could be jamming out Nick and Nick all day long. <laughs> yeah, right on. Well, hey, um, two-thirds of the month is down. A third of the month to go. I know. I'm, I turned 36 last Saturday, by the way. I'm, I'm going to happy belated, uh, belated birthday for myself because I'm old Yeah, as happy fuck belated now. birthday, dude. Oh, God. And I was sick all week. I still looked sickly, but I'm not sickly as I was. You, so it's been a rough week, man. So you've been sick. I had poison ivy head to toe, literally all over my face. <laughs> I feel like I'm still a little swollen and uh, red tinted. Um, yeah. but, but we were still yeah. able to crush our weeks though, right? Yeah, dude, yeah, great week. Closed out yeah. from life insurance. I mean, yeah, like we're growing. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, just from Monday to Friday, I've submitted 42K of business and I've, I'll check when I'm done here. I should have around 30 submitted because I had two V calls in the past little while. So, but yeah, I mean, Forward. I mean, no, it's look, you know, like you talked about earlier, it's about a team. It's about what's putting forth in front of us. Yeah. I mean, of course I'm closing the deals, but it, honestly, a lot of it wouldn't be possible without Perry Lunsford hands down. I mean, this dude feeds us quite literally. Yeah. So, all right, brother. Hey, I hope you have a phenomenal day. Always right. a pleasure. And uh, yeah, go, go crush it. All right. Sounds good. Talk, I'll later. talk to you soon, brother. Later, right. dude.